Give us a clap. Why do you always good? clap twice? Because it's gay. Wait, wh- why Why are two claps gay? Well, the straight guy would go. Okay. Two is more festive. Woo-woo. Why is that more festive? It just is. It's like flamenco oh. dancing. Okay. Woo-woo. How would you clap a safe word? <laughs> are my hands untied? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh don't know how you would clap. What would a safe word clap sound like? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) The opening. (laughs) And welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today... What are we doing? Well, do I have a job for you? What? You have a job? Well, I mean, we both have jobs. I have to work? Yes. Okay. You better work. Oh god. Work it, girl. Oh god. Do your thing. That's RuPaul. Uh, oh my god. I know that one. Yes, God. <laughs> More like yes, God. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Wow. Cheers for that. Well, that's from my era. Cheers for that. That's like from the '90s. Yes, but what's the song Cheers. called? Work it, girl. <laughs> I think. Do your it's thing on the Super runway. Supermodel. Supermodel. How dare you? <laughs> Supermodel. No, today's episode. Welcome back. We're a kinky podcast. Got some kinks to work out. What did, what do we usually say? Sex Ed Podcast. It's got a few kinks. Mm, sounds about right. It's almost like we've done this a few times. Mm. But today we are going to talk about how we got here. So how how did we get here? You mean we were in birthed this physical, into this world? No, <laughs> this physical room. Yes. Or how did you get here? Or our life stories. Um, maybe not the entire life story, but at least enough of the story to give a perspective on like what jobs are responsible for us, us, what we do, how we do it. What shaped who we are today? Well, you know what shaped something down below for me is today's sponsor. Bitches, we got a we got a sponsor on today's podcast. Oh my god, we're big time now. We here at What's Your Safe Word are supported by and brought to you by Manscaped today. Mm. Ooh. So if you're looking to support and change your life down below, we'll talk about that later. Oh but, my god, I need a manscape so bad too. Look how bushy my beard is. Okay, right folk, now. daddy, focus. We'll we'll, just, we'll talk more about them later. We want to just in lockdown, I haven't had a haircut or trimmed well, my beard. Well, I've got a surprise for you. Yeah? Are you going to trim my beard? Later. Okay. But before we get into... So I figured, why not kind of talk about what's shaped us above the belt, below the belt. We'll talk about some sex work maybe. But like, what came before sex work for us today? Because I think people are fascinated sometimes by what we do and how we do it. And I'm not just talking about in the bedroom. Just because we uh, work in the sex industry and uh, we're, we're, it seems like we've done this forever. different. Yeah. Not everyone has this kind of like... Luxury. I don't know that it's luxurious all the time. I think people think it's luxurious. If they could live their kinks openly mm-hmm. all the time, wouldn't that be exciting? Oh, I thought you meant sex work in general. But anyway. No, I'm we'll, just talking about being kinky. We'll talk about sex work, but first I want to just kind of go into... What is bothering you today with everyone's favorite segment called Dad Tea? Dad Tea. Okay, so okay. so <laughs> this happened to me twice this week. It's, it's, oh, it's oh. driving me nuts. You had two cups of tea? Yeah, maybe. No wonder you're so alive. So you know what the so you know what social distancing is, right? At this point, I think we all are yeah. experts so at social distancing. So you're supposed to like stay six feet away. Yeah. But certain restaurants are able to stay open if they serve to go, right? Yes. 
And so they serve the food usually from their doorstep, like Pete's Coffee does their coffee out their door and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a restaurant on my block that I I I tried it. I, I ordered um, online, and I went to go pick up my order. There were so many people there picking up their deliveries and none of them allowed inside that now they are just blocking the sidewalks and it's like a sea of people and the the is a hamburger place and so they were calling out the orders from deep inside the restaurant so you can't hear crap how deep so deep (laughs) and so now i'm like it's worse being outside than it would be standing six feet apart inside because everyone's trying to hear their order and then, so as wow. I, I try to walk down the street, all these people waiting for their food are now just blocking the sidewalk. What a first world problem you had getting <laughs> no, it just, food. But it's, <laughs> I just think it's highly ironic and funny Got it. that I'm like, just, they, they, they did finally put like a line partition for people to stand in, but nobody uses it. They all just stand, they huddle around the door waiting for their food. They want their food. Blocking the sidewalk. Wow, that is some tea. It drives me nuts. I see that. Oh my God, you poor thing. How was the burger though? Flames. It wasn't worth it because of what I had to go through to get it. I might as well have just cooked at home. Although to watch you have to avoid people to try to be social distanced would probably be hilarious watching (laughs) as people get closer to you and you try and like move away. They called me, move away from the door. Move away. You trying to get food. Anyone to get the, Well, how does that work? If people are in your way and you're hangry. And uh, it's my turn. I know. Oh, uh, God. That would have been hilarious. I wish. I wish I could record that. Well, that was some interesting tea for sure. I don't sure. know if that's really tea, but yeah, that's just it, my annoyance was, this week. Would you say it was beef? <laughs> Where's the beef? Because yeah, it's a burger. I had a beef with this whole, uh, whole hmm. takeout social distancing thing. Well, no, don't take the social distancing out. Learn how to social distance. In fact, I want to try another segment before we get into the actual topic, which we always take forever to do, uh, which I want to call, uh, I, want, I want it to be a, a boner. Uh, so like You're the puppy's boner. boner. Yeah. For the episode. So like you have dad tea and I'll have a, a bone to pick. So I'll either have a puppy boner. Yeah. So I'll either have a boner, which is going to be something great and good from this last week that I want to talk about. Wait, you're just stealing my segment a bone to pick. No, 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 no. I have my own jokes. It's not stealing the segment when I made the segment. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't you dare accuse me of stealing my own production. I finally (laughs) had my second in the spotlight and you just had to take it away. Did you have a bone to pick about that? (laughs) No. Is that your bone to pick? I have a beef. No, this is. No, you. Yeah, you had beef this week. This week I have a bone. Do I have a boner or a bone to pick? I don't know. Mm. Show me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely had a boner from our sponsor, which we'll talk about later. So that's another subtle plug. And I'm not talking about... We'll talk about it later. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay. today's topic, jobs. Not just hand jobs, but actual Slow jobs. jobs. Well, oh, oh, there you go. It, it's not sex work without the word work. <laughs> so... But I want to know... Question... What was your first job and how old were you? My very first job was 15 and I worked in an ice cream store <laughs> called Wentworth's in Connecticut. One scoop or two? Uh, it, it was the most fantastic two ice cream. It was, it was made out of like really like fatty, creamy milk and is so good. I loved it. So, but this is, <laughs> this is the where, do you know what a whip it is? 
Um, I know, yeah, kind of, but go ahead and explain it for anyone who doesn't so know. Because we were, so we got this, the explicit rating for a reason. This was my coming to age kind of thing. Not in the ice cream, I hope. And so there was this really hot, like, senior who worked there. And when we closed down the ice cream shop at night, we there all the empty whipped cream cans, <gasps> oh, canisters no. that they had. We would put them in our mouth and... and Suck in, yeah, suck in carbon the, dioxide, the, or like dioxide it, stuff. I think it's noxide or noxide. Something. Yeah, bless you. And and it, it changes your voice, and it kind of gives you this buzzing, ringing feeling in your Can head. You give me an example of what it made your voice sound like. Like Minnie Mouse. It was very, very, very quiet. <laughs> kind of. Have you never follow done follow up question? <laughs> what Minnie Mouse cartoon were you watching, and how high was she? <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever done a whip it? I have not. Okay. So it's kind of like a combination of poppers and maximum impact. Have you ever done maximum impact? I don't do poppers. I, I can't I can't do the oh, I'm God. I'm chemically challenged, Daddy. Okay. No, I don't I do it. the chemicals. So anyway, this was our way of getting high when I was fifteen. Got 16. that. Yeah, no, that you made that and, clear. And this really hot senior and I would do whippets. Uh-huh. And then we would get a little handsy. Oh, mm. you did some whippets and then you started whipping it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. And did he give you a shot of cream in your uh, milkshake? <laughs> did your milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much. No, it was my favorite job. I ate so much fucking ice cream, and I was skinny as a rail too. Oh, I know. I've seen those photos. I was like a fence post. Now so you're skinny. a dad. And now that I'm, bod. I'm definitely yeah. not skinny anymore. Wolf. But yeah, that was my first job and I loved it. I had it all the way up till like 15 to 17. Wow. So you already sexually active at your first job. And then I moved to Arizona to live with my father and I got a job at Baskin Robbins. Oh my God. Because that's what I knew because that's my career path. Wow. Ice cream. <laughs> so do you have a resume full of ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> Two scoops or one. And, but, and then you worked at Raisin Bran? But Baskin Robbins was very disappointing Two because scoops. Wentworth was kind of like this boutique ice cream parlor. Two scoops. What are you doing? Never mind. Okay. Keep going. So it was like this boutique ice cream parlor. Uh, so um, it kind of had a family aspect to it. With, and everybody knew Wentworth's. We had a line out the door. I don't know Wentworth's. It, I, I bet you there's someone yeah, listening to us. You that, just said everybody does. And I don't. Fake so, news. Oh, my God. So I bet there is somebody who know, he remembers Wentworth's. But they were good. You know what? You should start a new ice cream <clears throat> shop when all this is said and done and the economy hasn't call it daddy's um, creamery i was gonna say ice cream so like call it ice cream and it's a kink friendly ice cream shop <laughs> and you can you can make your own ice cream flavors like but it's more like black and blue it's and more like sub scream scream sub scream oh you can have a sandwich shop right next to it yeah like and then you'll never be hungry and you'll always have the creamy uh, except i don't eat ironically i don't eat ice cream anymore Thank God. Yeah. Because I, I definitely don't have a pint of it in my fridge. Do you? I said I definitely don't. And then I winked. I definitely don't. Um, what okay. was your first job? Well, my first job was I was at the age of 12. I was a very bored high schooler. And like, I, I really just needed something to do. So my mom, I was on a swim team all from like age six until 13. So I started at the age of 12 as a swim instructor and lifeguard. 
So like the reason I enjoy speedos and have like a, a, a small fetish for that is not just because I was on a swim team for years, but I was having to like mouth to mouth and save people and make sure. Yeah. How no much mouth drowned. to mouth did you actually do <laughs> in your job? In the pool or outside of the pool because uh, a little bold. No, but I bet um, you look good in a speedo. Um, I looked okay back then. I was uh, back then. Wait, I was 120 this, pounds, like wet. All the straight boys your age wear like those knee length yeah. board shorts, though. Right? What are they called? Knee knee length board. No, shorts. they have a very specific name. I'm I'm curious if you know what it is. I don't know. Hip huggers. <laughs> <laughs> that is the least sexy name. They is it called, a sexy name? Uh, it, Basketball it, shorts. No. What? Oh, I hate. I will say, as a, as a lifeguard, I hated when when straight guys, very straight guys, would wear boxer shorts underneath their swim shorts. Why would you do that? So many people did that. Anyway, to answer your question, they were called jammers. Jammers? jammers. I've never heard this in jammers. my life. Oh, my God. You're making this up. No. To, why would I make that up? I, why do you make anything up? <laughs> it's better than hip huggers over here. <laughs> oh, we should make an ice cream flavor for your ice cream shop called Jammers. Which is just like a jam flavored ice cream. It's got like clumps of jam in it. Yeah, we'll work on that. Oh, um, <laughs> anyway, my first job, I was a lifeguard, so I knew how to swim really well. And then I was also a teacher and instructor for uh, anyone from like literally adults with their children, like their babies. So like anywhere from like six or maybe a year, I think is as early as you can do. A year old to, I think I had a 70 year old person once. I taught every age of swimming lessons. Um, and I was actually pretty good at it. I did it for like almost 10 years all through college. I was an instructor and then a swim coach as well. So so do you miss it? Mm, I miss some of the, the, the people I worked with. I really enjoyed, it's like some classes were, oh my God, I couldn't stand some of the, the kids and children that didn't want to be there. But then like I had a swim team where I loved, like I had the the nice kids like the eight-year-olds to the 12-year-olds like before teenage angst came along so they loved me we got along i learned about twilight from all the girls in that class like my kids love team me. jacob i'm team jacob oh, yeah. um, but so without that job i would not have enjoyed teaching and educating and i think it's helped me a lot or learned about youtube because my kids were non-stop like youtube fans at that time while they're swimming no, but they, no, no. Yes, while wow, there was something they had their, their flip phones out. No, this is back when YouTube was still young, like Ooh, Grace Helbig. Way back in flip phones? Oh my God, I'm you gonna are flip old. You. <laughs> so in my job, we had no phones. Um, <laughs> so how old were you when you discovered that cum smells like chlorine? Um, A, it doesn't. It does. It does not. It does. Have you, okay, no, you have not smelled somebody after they... So my my job, it not just taught me how to teach people. Uh, it also like 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 just destroyed my body. My fingernails don't grow properly because of all the chlorine that seeped into my nail beds. That's my bullshit. hair is disgusting. What do you I've mean they don't grow? I've gone to properly. a doctor. This is for another time. I will, yeah no. There's fungus that comes from chlorine. Anyway, you're chlorine, making this up. I am not. Why would I make that up? Why do you make anything up? <laughs> I don't make things up exactly. Um, but it taught me. A lot of things, including no, it does. Cum does not smell like chlorine. Who? It totally smells like. No. Okay. You have not had chlorine who, in your body. Who for thinks like that cum smells years, like then. chlorine? It totally smells like. No, no. Let's listen. Yeah. See, no one agrees. Say with in you. the comments so, below. No, podcasts don't have comments, but no say, one. Nope. No. No comments. Oh no. Trust me, they comments oh, in the Patreons. No. Patreons, tell me how many. Uh huh. Uh huh. How many? Anyway, so what came after ice cream? 
Um, so then I graduated high school and my first job out of college in freshman in college was I worked in a high-end restaurant as a busboy. And so, and I, oh. and I was like making a hundred dollars a night in tips because, oh, wow. oh my God, I was, I was in the big time money then. Um, and well, back then that, it, what oh, year? Yeah. My rent was $300 a month. Oh my God. So, you know, four nights. And I, I was, so I had, lucky. I had rent and spending money. Um, but I will remember. So we, and my best friend Scott and I were both busboys there. And we weren't very good at our jobs. And we'd have these <laughs> trays that you collect all the dishes from. And then you'd have to walk clear across this really fancy dining room to put the dishes in the back. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. So. No idea what you're talking about, but yes. There was a smoking section called the garden area. And there was this, there were a bunch of two-seat tables in the garden area. But they had like this rail behind that you could set your tray on and then clear dishes and put it on the tray and then take it back and the managers were always saying don't put your trays there because it looks unsightly da, 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 da. but we were like fuck this this is where we put our trays because how else and we we were the fastest bus boys but there was one time <laughs> this story is, is fascinating <laughs> so uh this was back when uh, uh, women had they were called basket purses and they look like woven baskets and they're huge and there was these two hoity-toity women eating, and I cleared their table, put it on the um, tray that I had set behind their heads on the place I wasn't supposed to, and this ramekin full of blue cheese was like precariously perched on top of the the tray that I had just done. Well, it fell all the way down into her basket purse which was by her feet next to where she was sitting upside down and i could fully see like this whole ramekin of blue cheese just filling her purse can you slowly move the glass that's right on the edge of the table just a little bit closer in please anyway so i i always envision and so i did stop. Wait, what, so what happened did she oh, notice oh no i picked up the train and walked away <gasps> i was gonna tell her you didn't I'm sure she found it when she went to get her car keys. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, wait, and so how does that work into porn and sex work eventually? No. Oh my god! Yeah, I had so You're many busboys. Oh, there were so many times someone would ask me to box up their food, and I'd forget, and I'd throw it in the trash, and and then I'd go back, and they're like, "Where's our food?" I'm like, "Oh shit!" And so I go back, and I pull it Stop out of the it. trash and put oh. it in the thing. <laughs> Okay, you are never touching my food ever. Again. And then when I didn't want to make an extra pot of like uh, coffee, I would just pour the coffee in the decaf and just fill okay. it at the end For of the For the record, we are not condoning any of these I was actions. a horrible If you're in the boy. service industry, please do not listen to anything Christopher is saying because... I wasn't very good at busboy. Clearly but he was a then bad boy. I was... I he's a good daddy. They liked me a lot. So I became a waiter at night and that's where I made the big money. It's like $250 a night. And how many purses did you ruin at that job? I was actually much better as a waiter because <laughs> I didn't have to clear tables. <laughs> because you had paper to write I, things down. I still did throw some food away oh that God. I shouldn't have. But. Wow. So you were uh, serving any, everything but looks. Um, Never mind. You don't get that term. No. Serving, like, ser serving looks on the runway. RuPaul. You, ma you made a RuPaul reference earlier. Kind of. So I was trying to bring it back. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well. And your next job? 
Oh, no, wrong sound. Why are you playing? There we go. Wah, oh. wah. I will label those sound effects eventually. Um, my next job was a, a bit more, uh, I don't know, high tech. It was, so I went to, I went to college for game design and game art. Um, I graduated my three-year degree, or it was a four-year degree. I did it in three years and then went right directly into like jobs at uh, gaming companies because that was my, my background was in video game art and design. So I worked at some, some larger companies, which I won't name. I don't care. Microsoft, which was terrible. Oh my God. They treat their game division like total shit. <laughs> so not only did you name them, then you trashed them. <laughs> well, they, they were, well, so here's the thing is like artists are not valued very well. And then they're also given like 70 hour works, work weeks, but paid for 40 hour work weeks. So uh, I, I worked in that for 10 years. I did game design, not only at Microsoft, but they were one of the worst. Uh, but I learned how to video edit. I learned how to do some sound stuff. I learned how to do graphics. I learned the entire like Adobe Photoshop, all the things sweet, uh, which kind of, I mean, it wasn't sexy. It didn't prepare me for bondage or kink, um, but it did prepare me and teach me how to use all of the, the technology now that is making this podcast possible for one. Oh, so are we supposed to say how the job helped us now? I mean, I, I had asked you to prepare that for this episode, but you're just, you're uh, giving us great so, stories. So, I'm not so being a good waiter uh, actually uh -huh. did help me uh, become, do you want to hear this? I'm listening. This is me listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> so actually being a waiter did help me because every table is different. Some people like being talked to, some people don't. Some people just want their food. Some people want to be entertained. Mm. So it. Oh, you entertained? I did. How? Just by being funny and talking <laughs> and engaging to them. So, um, yeah, that kind of helped me to where I am now in kind of sussing out how, uh, what kind of reaction people are wanting from you and being able to give it to you. Question. Yeah. What reaction do I want from you um, right now? Right now, you want me to stop talking? No, so no, you can start no, no, talking. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I like to think we take turns talking, but <laughs> me too. Um, uh, you had asked me a question, and now I've forgotten what it was. Oh, well, so that that job. I mean, if I had not had that job, I would not have had literally years and thousands of hours of work experience to create and make stuff. Oh, thank um, God you had that job. Well, I, thank God I went into that division. Did it? Did I know that I was gonna eventually make like YouTube videos and content on the internet? Absolutely not. Um, did I know I'd get into porn and sex work? I at that point I wanted to, and it wasn't like a I wanted to get into it like a full time sort of job. It was more of a I was intrigued by it, interested in it, and uh, just thought it was sexy at the same time. Oh, if we're saying that timeline, then so when I was a busboy, that's actually when I did my first photo shoot on the side. So okay. then I I started creeping into porn by and and I I was in I went to Arizona State, so in the summers I would go to L.A. and uh, I would shoot little wrestling videos and stuff, and that actually paid for my college. Um, so I was a waiter slash porn at the same time. Okay. Well, that, that's interesting. So what's, what age was that, you'd say? Uh, I started at 20, 21. Oh, okay. Um, it was about 23 or 4 when I started doing sex work. I was still in the gaming industry while I was doing sex work, but I was, I was straddling that line of like side gig, side hustle of doing just videos. That was the only kind of sex work I was doing. 
and also working full-time at a job. Oh my God, uh, so 23, you're a late bloomer. 23, 24. Well, I also, I, I didn't- I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I think I am kind of a late bloomer. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was like 19. Um, I didn't like have my first kiss until that first boyfriend. Uh, I was very like repressed because I went, I was raised Catholic, you yeah. know, religion, that Catholic I, guilt. I was raised Ooh. Pentecostal Christian. Although I did, I did get a reprieve and I moved in with my atheist father when I was a senior. So that helped. <laughs> so the, the two extremes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I also think that it was like being raised Catholic taught me a lot about, and that's not a job. That was just torture. Uh, but it taught me a lot about being able to, you know, get into a system of, like the kink and BDSM community and like the different practices around it and like the methodology and like how you do stuff and standing and sitting and sucking and drinking. You drink wine at church, right? Or sorry, the blood no, of it's, Christ. It's grape juice. The blood of it's Christ. Grape juice. Oh, it's it was wine at our church. They had real wine? They had real wine and they gave it to any of like the middle schoolers and up. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Your wait, your church didn't have real alcohol. No, it was grapefruit oh, juice. Ours was actually real. We weren't allowed to drink. Well, I see. That's the one thing I didn't get. I mean, it was probably watered down because our church was real cheap, but it did smell like alcohol. And maybe it, it was just bad grapefruit juice. Maybe it was just rubbing alcohol with flavor. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> with Kool Aid in it. <laughs> maybe Jesus's blood is just tastes like that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the blood of Jesus is protecting people from the coronavirus right now. So Yeah, don't get me started Jesus, on that. That's my next dad, dad tea. Well, I just, <clears throat> your dad, your dad, Jesus, your dad wine? No, that doesn't work either. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, your dad wine. You're whining about something. Oh, I love that. Oh, that should be, yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we really, like, unpack <clears throat> porn, though, I just want to talk about one of the things about porn that was the most surprising. I do, like, all my other jobs I was pretty much prepared for. Like, service industry stuff, you, you pretty much get told what to expect and how to do it. Game development was, like, a techie job, and they're all pretty standard across the board. But porn was the one job and, like, profession that I was not mentally prepared for at, at, at like, first. Like, I got I got. What do you mean to, mentally prepared for? Well, so, for instance, on my one of my first scenes with kink.com, smells like fear or tastes like fear or something it was that's what it was called oh that's it, right. <laughs> it was the it was the war I thought this was like oh some Kurt God. Cobain video no, someday <laughs> I do want to do it like debunking all porn myths in an episode and we'll get to that but just kind of talking about like some of the the complications of getting into that field and job which I think we should do next after this um which was on that film I had a great part I had Connor McGuire very sexy guy still around i think but I he think was my so. first porn scene he was very big top in the kink realm and in the porn realm but i love scene, how you put that in air quotes as if he wasn't he was a top <laughs> oh i've seen a number of videos anyway maybe he was first then but um the scene was great but it was like navigating the first scene was so interesting because i got there and connor came separate with a different pa like i was manhandled the entire way not complaining um, but I was literally like from the airport to the front door of the kink armory to my bedroom, knocked on the door in the morning. Like they, they literally handheld me the first time. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is like a whole star. Well, you're study lucky. That's good. Yeah, no, I'm not complaining about that. But it was like my partner, Connor, showed up with like a different PA. I didn't see him until minutes before the scene. 
we had the smallest little like, hi, how are you? And in my mind, I was picturing like full on makeout sessions before the scene. Oh yeah, you thought intimacy. it was going to be a little romantic and interlude. Like, oh, do you want to get dinner the night beforehand? Or oh, do you want? <laughs> not, it's not, not a rom- date. Not romantic. No, I was not that yeah, yeah, yeah. that starry eyed. But I was like, oh, I can't wait to like have an interaction with this. Well, person. it is weird to do an intimate act with someone that you just met and shook hands with. <laughs> yeah, that was, and and then. There wasn't even a shake hands, but like a hey, oh yeah. He's oh, like, he's a he's, a total he's such stoner. a stoner. Yeah, he would he'd be like, yeah, okay, let's and do this. Remember, dude, I didn't try <laughs> pot until you were you helped me try pot the first time. You were the I you totally were you were the problem. You. I turned you. I'm you, the problem. You were the, this is no. the one thing that relaxes you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm relaxed by lots of things. I will tell you <laughs> clearly. Uh, but it was just such an interesting experience because. Uh, between every cut and scene you know it was hours beforehand waiting for this scene and it was in this du- like dark grungy someone's personal uh, motorcycle shop in the middle of Oakland and I was just like I don't know where I am I'm surrounded by <laughs> it's a very it's a real it's dirty kind of place. surreal because the producers and stuff they've all been planning for this so they kind of know what's happening but they're not filling you with on every detail because they just want you to perform yeah so you just have to trust <laughs> it was literally a mechanic shop attached to someone's tiny little bedroom smaller yeah. than this that also had a little half skate ramp like a little mini ha- half pipe and so, and then when you saw the completed scene and the finished product, did it look anything like what you felt like it was? Did it look? Because I always find that I, funny with video. I, is you can be in like shooting in this corner that just you're like, is there a rat going to come out at any oh, time? Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. But then on camera, you're like, oh my god, that set was amazing. <laughs> I mean, so I saw. That's the one thing is I don't ever watch my porn unless I have to edit it, which doesn't happen tons or it didn't back then um but now i i, I vaguely for I, I can't even remember i remember not wanting to watch it because it was weird but i remember seeing screenshots that looked good anyway so i i had the opposite experience of you because um i kind of went into porn for the fun not the money and oh. so i had a daddy named michael bales in la who owned this bondage studio called Zeus and him and I would play and he would just tape our play sessions and then sell it. So for me, I wasn't really actually thinking I was shooting a porn. There just happened to be a cameraman in the room, but it was a full on session that him and I normally would do and I got paid for it. And so my experience was different. It wasn't until I, so my first job out of college was running Rob of Amsterdam. They set up a, a shop in San Francisco and I was their manager. And Falcon wanted to shoot a video in our uh, studio Born. space mm-hmm. in, in, in Rob's thing. And so they came and they shot. And I was like, holy fuck, because they brought in lights, they had a truck, they had like da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, is this what porn is supposed to be like? It was such a, it was kind of mind-opening to me that, oh, this is huge production values. Yeah. Well, and so that was the other thing is, I so I worked with Kink for a few times, and like it was very like guerrilla mode like they just powered through things, they just set stuff up, they, But they know, had lights, right? Well, sometimes. Or other times they just use people's lights that were already in the space and hoped uh, okay. to not break it. But then, um, after working with them for the first time, 
I worked with uh, Titan, mm. Titan Media, which is not, I don't and know if they're they, still, are they, they still shoot around? like, yeah, they are. Uh, but they shoot like Falcon does. Okay. But because yeah, they, Bruce, they, Bruce Cam used to be a director for Falcon, mm-hmm. and then he paired off and started his own company. Mm-hmm. So I knew him before he even did that. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so working with Titan was another experience because it was very much where Kink was kind of dark and grungy and dirty and kinky, which I appreciate and like. Falcon, or not Falcon, uh, Titan. Titan was very like clean and prissy and muscle men and prissy. They, I don't know well, if I would say prissy but uh, delicate maybe because when I remember that modeling process which again I think we should break down that in an episode is like how you model because I get asked that all the time yeah. but in that modeling process they were like do you have nice feet have you gotten any tans recently do you how often do you tan oh, yeah. when do you get manicures when, I, when, when I do used you to get work, pedicures when I used to work for Falcon and then, we'd make sure that they all had that uh speedo tan line on their ass oh i hated it yeah that was, asked that was a that. big falcon thing but the one thing i remember and this was i was so worried about it um was when they were like well do you have pubes and what kind of pubes do you have and are are they trimmed did you cut them do you use a razor and i was just like i need to do that <laughs> yep and i remember specifically vividly which is why today's sponsor is perfect uh having to ask a friend how to cut your pubes and trim your pubes without telling him that I needed to trim my pubes for a porn shoot because I didn't want to talk about that with him and he worked at work but he was a gay guy oh my god that's an episode uh, we should do is all about manscaping because speaking of manscaping, manscaping is mm, like it's almost an art form it is an art form an art form which we're sponsored by I, okay let me just tell you right okay. now I've listened to tons of podcasts. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many podcasts have less than like 20 episodes before they, before they get a sponsorship. Are you really happy? With I'm, I am surprised. <laughs> Yay! I am flattered. Thank I am you, so Manscaped. happy. And I, that's why I just want to say thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring today. Um, they sent us two packs, a large Ooh. daddy pack and a medium puppy pack, Ooh. but they're all the same. Uh, daddy that is your yours to keep you can go patreons yeah, are this. enjoying daddy's asmr unboxing Wait, over here oh yeah, yeah. um big makeup bag <laughs> <laughs> but i just want to say thank you to manscape because uh they have sent us the manscape razor which is freaking gorgeous if i had had this back when i was getting ready for porn or just manscaping in general to make my dick look bigger which a lot of people do did you know that oh my god no i can't get past this first product i just pulled out oh, what is that, it ball deodorant if i had had ball deodorant and on my kink shoot girl oh my god this would be for a it a smells titan, good though titan shoe you were just talking about there's probably a little plastic lid on there there's but a plastic lid we cut well Okay, it, it took me a second too when I opened my. Ooh, it smells pack. good. It does. I like it. So it's, I use really masculine. On, mm. a, on a scale of one to ten, how masculine is it? Yeah, it's like it's like all all masculine. Uh, it, what? <laughs> I don't know. So like they that. sent us uh, a trimmer that they worked eighteen months on perfecting. Uh, it was the greatest ball trimmer ever created the lawnmower 3.0 they sent us some ball deodorant some cleanser they sent us uh this lovely shirt that you have on here and their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents millions of balls around the world are nick free thanks to manscaped so i just want to say thank you manscaped so does this is the ball deodorant not only deodorant but also like shaving cream no it's for it's it, anti-chafing. I, maybe I, how you good can use would a this be face. for cha- uh, for chastity? Do you think? Oh, 
Well, they can find out because I also use the Manscaped in one of my Ace My Guy videos that I'll be posting. Hey. Um, okay. But, oh, I can smell the ball cleanser from here. Did you know uh, that the, it is a premium product? And when I say premium, I mean they the battery lasts on this guy for 90 minutes. So you can take a longer shave, shorter shave, multiple chastity slave Ooh. shaves. Um, and one of the coolest features is it has a light. The reason I nicked myself when I first tried to uh, mm. manscape before that Titan scene was because I couldn't see anything that was going on down there. Uh, if there had been a fly on that wall as I was trying to pull my legs up over my head. Oh, this is amazing. Look. So um, I need, I actually, I have done no manscaping since lockdown, since we've been self-quarantining. <laughs> well, you should. I Well, look at my freaking beard. That has 7,000 RPMs. You should see my balls. How many RPMs do your balls have? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The dock is powered by USB, um, and if you're listening to this right now and you want to get this experience, whether you're doing porn or not, you can trim your junk and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WATTS. That's W-A-T-T-S at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Oh, 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 is that, oh yeah, Manscaped that might, oh, 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 okay. I'm actually, ah, no, stop, stop, okay. You know how some people love ASMR? I love this. Oh, God. Okay, so call to action. You want to sh oh, shave your balls or just give someone terrible tingles because they hate ASMR? I'm going to manscape your face in a second here. You can go to Manscaped. Please, guys, if you're looking for some good... I'm going to smack you. If you're looking for some good balls... I hate that sound makes me tingle in the worst way when really? it's right in my I ears. I love it. I hate it reminds it. me of I love shaving scenes. I love to be tied down and have someone shave you. Do you not like that? I love yes. You know what else Can I love? Can we do that? Letting people know that they should go try out Manscaped, tie down their sub, shave them, get that LED light, get that cleanser. What is that? Oh, ball, it's ball the toner. Yeah, it's the ball toner. Oh my god. James Charles who we're going to tone and I I totally want to try this right <laughs> now. Can I try this right now? Should we should we do a video about contouring your dick? Oh totally. I think so. How do you contour so a dick? So thank you Manscaped. Oh also. Um Oh, that is underwear. Oh, they also put Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell tell them about how soft the underwear is. I'm going to show it. Do you have it on right now? Yes, I do. And patrons you get to see this lovely underwear. Ooh, Manscaped. Ooh, look. Oh, wow, that's nice. Thank you. I well, don't thank me, thank Manscaped. Oh, okay. my God. This is awesome. Okay. Okay. I've said Manscaped at least 20 times now. Please, again, go show them some love because they show us love. And uh, let's get back to the porn. Speaking of porn, you, so did you have any weird experiences on a set? Or or maybe mis, mis, uh, misaligned expectations? So, um, so like I said, I was, my first porn experiences were with the bondage company, which I was into. So it was more like garage. They would turn the track lighting in the room on. That was the biggest production values that they had. So, uh, then when I started working for Falcon, uh, and we had what we call HMIs, which are these huge lights that you can shoot outdoors and in sunlight, and it just makes everyone beautiful. It's it light. That's where what I started. What does it stand for? HMI? I don't know. Like HDMI? No, HMI. But minus the D? Because you brought the D? Get it? No. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's where I learned about lighting and how, and at the same time, 
ironically, <laughs> I got a production job with uh, Macy's Broadcasting Network. So I was doing corporate videos. Like Macy's Day Parade? No. Broadcasting? No. Like that company? No. Macy's, the company, uh-huh. had, uh, it was called the Macy's Satellite Network. And it was at the top of Union Square in here in San Francisco. Oh. They had a studio and they would broadcast to all the Macy's stores because it was such a visual medium, how to merchandise and how to do things. and da, da, da. So I, I became one of Macy's, uh, I started working in the studio doing live broadcasts to, is all very corporate video. Sure. But this is... How does this work into porn though? I'm or, or, just okay. about to die. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's where I learned all about, and at that time it was, they were using uh, uh, beta uh, cams, uh, beta SP, um, and the equipment, uh, <laughs> me and my boss used to take at night and go shoot our own porns. Oh. So I w- I learned all about lighting through Macy's. I we used their equipment to shoot porn. Um, Is this incriminating? And then I would edit the porn in their studio. <laughs> So, um, so, and this was back in the day. So this was before you digitized editing. This was reel to reel. So I would put in a tape and you would have to uh, record a clip to another tape and then go back and forth from tape to oh tape. Oh my God. It was editing linearly. Meanwhile, and so I that's hit how a, I hit like a little shortcut. I know just, you are so fucking lucky. Let oh. me just tell you, because I would, I would sit for hours editing porn tape to tape. Um, and that's how I did it all through the nineties. <laughs> so that taught me a lot. It taught me how to edit. It taught me how to light. It taught me about sound. Um, and so what you're saying is you want to edit a, a what's the safe word episode coming up. You would have to teach me. I, cause I don't know how to digitize. Well, edit. I think that's one thing that we both learned from sex work and, and artistic related jobs is that you learn a lot about composing and composition and half the battle is just knowing how to shoot something and make it look nice. Yeah, editing is very key to what we do, but I think you have a very good eye from all of that kind of work that you can't really teach so easily. No, and I've always said that about people who do camera and lighting. It's not something you really can take a class for. You, I mean, you can take a class to oh, learn. You can, I did. <laughs> you can take a class to learn the fundamentals, um, but you either have the eye for it or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's the creative part of it that is very hard to teach. Yeah. And so I kind of, because the technology changed in the 90s so quickly and rapidly i kind of gave up at 99 so this is i was selling tapes i don't understand what what, giving up at 99 what does that mean so we started from tapes on vhs uh which switched to dvds like within uh from 96 to 98 99 and then it went to online uh streaming and because i i taught myself each of these mediums and how to do each one of them by the time it got to the internet i was like i can't learn another way to do this um because every three years it was changing oh yeah no technology is still constantly changing how tech works how, how people are using these technologies to even make porn like there's 3d porn now and vr porn and pov porn i don't know how to edit that i mean i could learn but I think that's kind of the important part of the internet and the technologies and, is you and, have to keep learning them. And there were so many things that came up and then just went away, like Blu-ray, um, 
popularized mm. by porn and because yeah. porn didn't keep using it it got left in the the, the dust yeah no I mean, one used i think i think anymore. nobody was using it so no, that's, that's part of it as well um so when did you start shifting from macy's obviously into porn you directed that for a while were you also a a, a full-time like or at least part-time, were you doing sex work for other people? So, like, were you pro-doming back then as well? No. Like, how did you get into that? So, I didn't really get into sex work until... So, I had modeled in college, mm. and then my focus became behind the camera. I started directing more. So, I wasn't really doing sex work. I wasn't in front of the camera. Um, and I, I worked for Macy's, and then I left... And that was freelance... And then I left uh, Rob Gallery and started my own distribution company, which is VHS S&M tapes. Uh, so I started my own company called Masta Entertainment, where I was selling these VHS tapes. So it, again, that's where, like, when I moved to Australia, that's where I just had had enough of owning my own business, learning all these new mediums and stuff, and I just kind of gave up right then. And that's when Falcon asked me to come uh, be their permanent director. Mm. So I, I, so then I became the Falcon director and then the, uh, CEO of Falcon left and bought Colt and he asked me to come with him. So then I started working for Colt studio. Mm -hmm. So I was directing and he didn't want me to, cause there were a couple movies. I was like, Oh, I could add this scene with me in it uh, being flogged or something. Cause it was a leather video we were doing sure. and he didn't want to do that. He wanted to keep that separate I was only behind the camera, not in front of the camera. Could you imagine if that guy saw nowadays where people are not only the, the talent who has to work out and look pristine, but also the editor, but also the like production people, but also the lighters, and then the, yeah, like the production after, like the marketers after for like this now is before fan sites when the model now does the creation, right? Yeah. Well, but that's just kind of and it progresses in that way. Well, so like I did porn for I want to say strictly did porn for two like I quit my normal job because it was literally killing me and I was working 78 hour 80 hour weeks um and I did porn religiously for about two years maybe a little less than that um and that's kind of where I was doing tons of videos sure I wasn't doing like a fan site because that wasn't a thing back then uh, but I was doing videos with multiple companies I had a manager he would fly me out to places. I would work. Like it was a job. It was a real job. I was answering emails every day. I was just getting into what's a safe word. So I was editing at night and I was doing both of those things simultaneously. But I was also like go-go dancing. I was being booked at clubs and doing gigs in different states. Um, oh, I remember there was one New York club and this is, this is a really interesting story. So I was going and with this, with these managers, you would fly out to a place. So I was flying out to Georgia for a site that I won't name. Um, and then I was gonna fly home to Seattle where I lived at the time. But the night of, the night before I was gonna fly out, I get an email saying, hey, do you wanna work a club in New York for this much money? And it was a good amount of money for last minute trip. Um, and I was like, oh, sure, but I have a flight. And he's like, no, no, I'll manage it. Don't worry. Like, I wish I, we had a manager now. But That'd be don't. great. Can, um, we, can we get a manager? If, if you're a manager. Uh, we've had a number of email like cold emails to us like being like do you need a manager and i'll always respond and then twice twice now i've gotten an email back oh i'm so sorry we didn't realize what kind of content you make and i'm just like <laughs> Fuck why you. would they react and because they're desperate for talent probably anyway yeah. so I, I went to this club in new york they treated me very well i don't want to to diss on them at all i'm not going to name them and i've been back to that club 
Um, but they did. They they said that they wanted me for a go-go gig, and I was like, great, I can easily wear underwear, dance on a go-go box for four or five hours. I've done that tons. I enjoy dancing to good music. All I want is like a drink ticket and making sure I get paid at the end of the night. That's all you need to give me. And I get there, and there's literally like 20 go-go boys, and they're having some sort of go-go boy contest, but not just a contest of dancing. No, it was a, a, a stripper pole. So like they wanted go-go's that knew how to pole dance. Right. I have never been on a pole dance before. I, I, I'd, I'd fall over. I Well, I almost fell off the stage yeah. trying to use the pole because I'd never used it before. And they were like, oh, well, you're one of the headliners. I'm like, nobody told me this is a strip <laughs> pole dancing contest. Oh, my. I was That is one of the most embarrassing moments of my life to this day just because you're on a stage in front of a like packed crowd. Uh, I was mortified. But it gets worse or better. Um, it was... We did eventually go-go dance. We took turns dancing on the, the stage. Um, and those boys get feisty. Like, if you're on a minute late, someone will be on your spot. Someone will kick you off the bar. They'll complain to the manager that you weren't there, even though you were. Like, it was literally showgirls. No, I always like coming to watch you go-go, go-go dance. Boys. And you, you're complaining about the person that just bumped you off the box to well, go to it's just like, they're never on time. <laughs> and then this club also had back rooms that the go-go boys could use. Again, I was not told about this. Apparently, they also had lots of uh, hookers private or dancer. call boys or private dancers, whatever you'd yeah. like to call them. No shame. I know lots of people like to be called hookers because that's what they prefer. Um, I was not given that memo either, though. So when one of the guys but was like... But you were new. You were fresh. This is how you learn. Oh, you get oh, thrown into the lion's okay. den. Yeah, but, this is how so you learn. one guy, very nice... Is somewhat attractive to me like a daddy kind of he was like he, I was on the go-go box dancing and he's like oh would you mind coming to do a private dance for me and I was like okay I, I'm only dancing though and he's like that's fine I, you dance I'll watch and I thought we had had everything worked out I was not there to do the sex in that regard I was mm-hmm. just there to have fun and dance and get paid so we go back to this private room and the guy is like you know sits down he's like you can dance up here and I was like great and then he starts uh, getting a little baggie out of his pocket and like making a line of stuff. Oh, and, and you don't do drugs. And I don't do drugs. So he's like, oh, here's half for you. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not. I'm going to dance over here. You just sit there. And he's like, oh, well, do I have to pay you then? And I was like, you know what? You just you have some fun over there. He left me a 20. It was the most awkward, weird I just felt really gross after that. Yeah. I didn't do any of the drugs. I don't do those drugs. I don't do drugs like that. And well, it, it, it's it, scary. It's funny because even though I modeled in my twenties, I when I became a director from Falcon and Colt, I kind of just put that in my past, right? Sure. So, and then Colt was looking for new revenue streams, and I pitched to my boss the idea of because uh, I was into bondage doing a site called bound jocks where i would tie up boys but not in the scary way that bound gods was doing Mm -hmm. or kink.com was doing but do it lighthearted and colorful colorful like and i called it bondage candy i would use color ropes and that kind of stuff (gasps) one of your ice cream flavors exactly so (laughs) so yeah so wentworths came back as like bondage wentworths uh, <laughs> see, you have like ropey right, taffy in it. Like, it's like, like what sprinkles. flavor would it be? What it was flavor like would sprinkles. it be? Sprinkles. Um, I don't know what flavor would it. Okay, be. we'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, so and then 
then when porn shifted and people stopped paying for porn, um, and that's when we met was at the mm-hmm. end of Bound Jocks and, and Colt. And um, and you knew me from Bound Jocks, but only as a director for Bound Jocks. So, and I wasn't even in the videos for Bound Jocks. I think I may have done one or two, but I wasn't naked. In you them. were in mine. The I know, we but did. Sure. But... You before made, that you made me do that I, but, <laughs> oh i was not but, I yeah not that was you that was my screaming. first time back in front of the camera so um and then uh, colt laid me off in 2015 i 15 think or 16 yeah. yeah um because people weren't paying for porn i understood why and then uh that's when uh I was I I was getting asked to model again, and I needed a new so- source of income, and and suddenly, daddies are hot. I was gonna say you weren't just asked to model; you were asked to model as a daddy, and I remember <laughs> this distinctly because you were bothered and so like because I didn't I'm think I was a daddy. Because in my mind, I was still this mm-hmm. bonded boy. And so mm-hmm. as you age, you don't view yourself the way others view you. You well, view a, yourself as you've known yourself. And yes, but at, at at one point in your life, you have to stop being a, a bus boy. Hey, I am to being I a bondage it. daddy. Trust me, you I, evolved. I I have evolved. I have embraced <laughs> and it. Nobody I is love being a daddy now. And so, no, this the last five years has been remarkable. I never thought I'd be doing that this at this age, but it's been the funnest chapter of my life. And you've never stopped learning. You're still you're still creating. You're still doing stuff. And you've learned all these social medias. I will give you points on that. But and 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 it's been at a time when the industry has changed for you to do so. So if you look back at 30 years ago when I started, the the creative wasn't with the model. Mm-hmm. We had no control over our image. Somebody else hired us to shoot us, and then they made the profit. Mm-hmm. So now for the first time ever, the model is in control of their image, what they produce, and the revenue from it, Yeah, which is amazing. As well as just the creatives. Like, there's so many creative sex workers, and I think that that's interesting, but also kind of led me to my current job, which is working at Mr. S, where I am literally a creative all day, every day, designing goods. Oh, and then that was another job. Mm -hmm. So when I I left Colt, Mr. S hired me to do their social media and their videos, Mm -hmm. because this is the one way... They weren't monetizing their videos, but they were using their videos as an advertising source. Yeah. So it made sense for them, Um, which was the opposite end of how I used to shoot porn. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. And I went from model sex work to modeling and working for the store. And then our paths continue to just kind of intertwine. Intermingle and And we shot What's the Safe Word at the same time. And and, I was designing jock straps. So I design all the clothes for Mr. S brands. Right. Anything that's not leather, of course. I don't work with leather specifically. But t-shirts, yeah. socks, shirts, underwear, shock socks, straps, underwear. Yeah. And so we were I was making that, I was marketing that, shooting that, letting you know what we were shooting. You were doing like bringing in models and doing sex stuff and shoots and then we'd literally turn it around, clean up the lube and shoot a what's a safe word right afterwards. <laughs> and literally. <laughs> and the same stage. Same stage. Sometimes, sometimes there was lube. in a puddle of yeah, cum. I've sw- slipped once or twice on somebody's <laughs> fluids of some kind. Uh but it's just fascinating how you start as an ice cream shop scooper. Or and, what was your what was your title? And, and what now, was your official title? And now I'm milking other cream. <laughs> God, I was trying to get you there. You were going to get there. I was I, trying I to get to there. it. Meanwhile, I was an instructor for people that were drowning 
in water and now I am a comedian helping people drowning in sadness on the internet. I don't know. That was a dark. That was, that really took a dark turn. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're all drowning in sadness. No, but I think everybody could use a little bit of humor right now. Yeah. And I think it's just fascinating and interesting uh, to kind of just talk about sex work and how people get there. Because I don't, I definitely was never like, I'm going to do porn. I didn't even know what porn was until like 17 years old. Oh, trust me. There's so many different reasons why people do porn. And being a director, I have met, seen and I've heard it all. met most Same. of them. It's insane. Same. Not everyone would have said no to some of those drugs at that club that I no, went to that No, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> and, and, and I think that that's what gets perpetuated in sex work yeah. to bring this back to like a real like lesson is that sex work is work. You have to work. There were plenty of times I, I quote unquote, worked with someone who treated it like a, a fun little joke and the scene looked terrible. They were never hired again. Like, you still have to be professional in this world. Yeah, just because you're hot doesn't mean you can sit back no. and just well, people are going to throw money at you. Some people get away with it. Sometimes, but, they but don't not forever. Not for, they don't last long because people... I think, I think there has to be a real connection or... Um, Passion. I don't even. Yeah, probably passion. But um, well, let's hope there's some passion because Conor McGuire, ooh, he was not passionate that. Being, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> being genuine, I think genuine yeah. sells, and uh, genuine uh, actually helps you out in the long haul because it's a, it can be a shallow, superficial business. No, not can. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. And you have it's to, all based on looks. Sometimes you have to stroke egos. And I think that's why we're good at working with people. Not because we hate working with people, but because we know how to work with different kinds of personalities. Yeah. You know how to stroke egos that need ego stroking. You know I, how to stroke dicks that I know need how dick to stroke stroking. The puppy you know how his to stroke ego is mm-hmm. off the charts. Jesus. Excuse me? I'm gonna whip you. I'm gonna whip it. Whip you whip here in a second. Ooh, can we do whippets? No, oh, we're not condoning fun. drug use. Can we? We've I'll, said I'll no watch to drugs. RuPaul with you if we do whippets. Whippets not a drug. It's it's empty whipping. I okay. Cream uh, no, we're not. No, no. <laughs> if I do a line of whippets, will you do it? That's not how whippets work. I know. I, I'm just no. testing. I was testing you. No, 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 no. Okay. Anyway, all that to say, like, sex work can be dark and I know that a lot of the blogs that talk about it always just focus on the tragedies that happen in the world or the sex negative legislations I also want to just recognize that sex workers help us feel good at the end of the day lots of them enjoy their jobs lots of them prefer that like you said over a nine to five they get to be the the master of their own domain well everyone has fantasies and they fulfill a fantasy which is what uh, brings people joy and uh, happiness so we just want to say thank you, all kinds of workers, especially the essential workers and people that are out there dealing with the virus that's going on right now, but also to sex workers who work their asses off, literally sometimes, literally. to make the world go round. It's one of the oldest professions, and it gets a lot of flack be- and demonization because we're such a puritanical society, but they're some of the most creative, passionate, Did interesting- you demonization or demonetization? Yes. <laughs> For instance, that. Yeah, no, don't even mention sex work or say the word on YouTube and you'll get just fucking age-restricted, kicked off the platform. Someone should sue them, you know? (laughs) Speaking of suits, if you want to see us on our birthday suits, you can continue to watch us on Is My Guy, which is another job that you're currently doing. That's your your, your final job right now. That's that's your job. The next transition job. Sorry, not final. Is My Guy. God, I hope that's not my final job. Your current job that you're enjoying, yeah. sexy, sex worky. Yeah. It all fits. What fits? 
<laughs> well, you know what would help uh, and is fitting to the end of this is to tell everyone where they can find you, Daddy. Um, I am Mr. Christopher on most things or Mr. Christopher Weston. And I am Pup Amp on everything is my guy. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or what's the safe word? Uh, what else do we do, though? We got we got Patreon. Thank you again, patrons, who are enjoying some visuals this podcast, if you'd like to join in on the visuals. There's a lot of stuff coming up for patrons this week. Oh, and if you like the t-shirts that the pup designs, they're <gasps> on thesafewordshop.com. Oh, thank you for that plug. You're welcome. I can give you a not-so-subtle plug later. This has been What's Your Safe Word, though. Daddy, what is the try that you want to leave people with? Oh, um... We always end with a try. Um, try out the safe word shop.com. No, uh, no, try out manscaped. (gasps) Oh, that's a great one. (laughs) And use the code Watts at checkout W A T T S on manscaped for that 20% off free shipping and some amazing, I can still smell the balls. I know you put, you you can smell my balls. balls. (laughs) You can smell my balls from here. Thank you. Manscaped. Smell your balls. No, I can still smell that. (laughs) I I can't wait to like be off camera so I can use this ball toner. Oh, I'm just okay. so fascinated by this right now. Before we set the tone to something completely bad and different, um, thank you guys for listening this week. Leave a review on the iTunes or the po- Spotify podcasty thing, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. I'm so concerned about that ball toner. Come thank on. God you can't open it. You're having no. I I, I, I just opened it. <laughs> Here, give me your balls. Oh my God. Here. Ah. Let me smell. Oh my god. Oh, it smells like a. It's very musky, but like in a nice way. I use musky as like a good. No, I I, I actually like the Mm. smell of all this. The musk is amazing. Mm. And. (laughs) Oh god, too much musk. Too much musk. (laughs) Get get my balls out of your face.